On this episode of Blue by 90, we have special guest Ben Cooper from the Mason Blue Corner podcast. Uh, we touch on all topics. We talk about basketball. We talk about football. We talk about some of Paul Feinbaum's comments. Uh, we talk about Reggie Bush. Uh, so stay tuned and enjoy the show. This is the University of Michigan. Hey, welcome to Blue by 90, your Michigan Wolverines podcast. We are three dudes who talk Mason Blue. I'm Kalen, joined by Jack, Roe, and today our special guest, Ben Cooper from Mason Blue Corner Podcast. B. Coop, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to get this thing started. For sure, man. Uh, what have you been up to during quarantine? Um, I've just been, it's, I'm in high school, officially okay. ended like last week, last Friday. So I've been, I've been just vibing, hanging out with friends. Um, there's restrictions still, but I've been, I've been trying to do the most I can with, uh, all that's going on. Ben, where do you go to, where do you go to high school? You said you're from Ann Arbor, right? Yeah. Um, I, I get like people, um, online get, uh, I get roasted a bit for it, but I go to community high school, downtown Ann Arbor. (laughs) So Kalen and I both went to Ann Arbor open middle school and that's kind of like, that's like funnel. Yeah. I didn't go there, but yeah, a lot of my friends did. They go there. Okay. Yeah, me and Jack went to uh, Pioneer High School, so so we got the Ann Arbor High School experience a little bit, but you definitely got the like the downtown vibe going yeah. too. Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor experience, oh, like yeah. Yeah, the, the real Ann Arbor vibes there. Yeah, but at least, I think Pioneer is a little more respected. I feel like people when they think of community, it's like only only bad things. Pioneer, you know, you got the Harbaugh's, you got you all all of the famous people in Ann Arbor. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hockey players. Yeah. <laughs> so uh what makes you a michigan fan besides just being from ann arbor Ooh, um well yeah being from ann arbor i grew up i've been here my whole life um my both my parents went to u of m um and yeah i, I mean i don't it was never really a thought for me i was just like um my dad took me to michigan i think my first game was a michigan basketball game when i was like eight or nine eight or nine i didn't even know like any of the players but i just remember zach novak Stu douglas back in the day was, yeah, I just once I I just fell in love with basketball and then later football. Right as right when I I went to my first game, yeah. Awesome. Now, do you play any sports yourself either? Um, I, I actually got injured. Um, this is this could be a, this is a little behind the scenes. I don't know if too many people on Twitter know this, but I got I had like surgery on my right elbow, so I couldn't play like high school basketball um, this year. But um, yeah, I I used to play high school basketball. Uh, I still play rec and b ball, of course with the boys um and then yeah uh that's pretty much it I, I can't really do much obviously there's no sports right now because of quarantine but um yeah maybe senior year maybe i'll maybe i'll play some golf because i've been golfing a lot during these times <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say if you ask me you guys when i first joined the podcast you guys asked me you know what makes me a michigan fan well today i'm back home at my parents house and this is my childhood room here, bedroom. So I had it painted maize and blue. I've got a Michigan Wolverines fan parking only over here. Jim Harbaugh signed football. Um, I've actually got the a poster, team poster from the 2013 basketball team. Everyone signed it. So like, 
If anybody ever calls me out for being some type of bandwagon fan or something like this, I'm just gonna bring them back. I might take a video of this and just tweet it back at them or something like that. Or, or it might go the other way, and people are, people are like, "Dude, you're a psycho! Like, you actually <laughs> painted your whole room." That's actually probably how it will go. So, bro, I know you said uh, all throughout high school you slept on a race car bed. Do you still have that in the room? <laughs> It was actually, I moved to a crib um, after a while because I couldn't stop wetting the bed. So I had to wear a diaper and be in the crib so my parents wouldn't allow me out of the bed. Okay, same, same. I'm glad we had the same experience. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's cut that part for sure. I was like, I was, I was thinking like, oh my god, is he gonna still going with that? Is he still going with that, or are we just gonna ignore that? Oh my god, that was funny. Uh, <laughs> half the time we say we're gonna cut something, we end up leaving it in anyway, so bad, bad. it might, it might make it. <laughs> All right, I guess. Um, Kale, do you want to jump in to the questions, or we kind of want to like riff a little bit more? Or? Uh, no, let's go ahead and jump right in. Um, all right, so uh, B. Coop, I know we got some questions here written down. Uh, what is one reason that Michigan basketball could win the Big Ten next year? Oh, this is a very, very, there's a lot of answers I was thinking of, but I think two names, Franz Wagner and Isaiah Livers. I mean, obviously, we don't know if Livers is coming back, but I think if, if, uh, if to answer this question, I'm assuming that they both, I mean, Franz is already announced, but I'm assuming that Livers is already coming back. I think they'll both be top five Big Ten players next year. And, yeah, I think when you have two players of that caliber on your team, you can go a long way. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think Livers is the big name. Like you said, we know Franz is coming back. um, But I feel like Livers is, like, the big key piece that we need to come back to really kind of make sure that we'll be at the top of the Big Ten. Yeah, I think, actually, the word that I would say, it it could be a reason why they falter, but I think it'll be a reason why they they do uh, pretty well and succeed is freshmen. I think they've got a good freshman class coming in. You know, Hunter Dix- Dickinson is going to be a, a, you know, a power guy down low that we haven't had. Hopefully, he can have a, a bigger impression than Teske did last year. Um, and then Zeb Jackson. You know, there's there's a lot of guys that are going to come in and get some playing time here. So, and, and even with the freshmen there, also the. Uh, the transfers that we got in, you know, Mike Smith's, I think is, you know, could end up starting at point guard um, and uh, Sean D Brown, like these guys, I think are going to get some good PT. So the new guys, maybe not even just freshmen, but new guys are going to make a huge impact uh, on us. And I think it could, um, could make a huge difference and be the reason why we um, are at the top of the big 10. hundred percent, hundred percent. Those guys are great players, but here's a spin on that question, right? What is one reason they could drop to the bottom of the Big Ten next year? Oh, that is that is not not a thought I want to think about. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking I don't know. I mean, firstly, Chandy Brown. Uh, I mean, obviously he's a big, big player coming in. No, Jell Eastern also another big player. Um, so if they are like not eligible next year, that that's a that's a big loss for us, um, of course. And, of course, there's always the possibility Liver's leaving to the draft. I think if all those three things go not our way, I don't know. I still don't see us being at the bottom of the Big Ten, but that would definitely not help. Yeah, definitely Liver's. If Liver's goes, I mean, he's, he's a big factor either way. 
yeah. either on top or will be on bottom, depending what he does. But Shondi Brown, man, he's a baller. I, I was listening to his interview with uh, Toby on the Prattle. I, I believe he said he was like a top 50 guy coming out of high school, and it was down to Wake Forest in Kansas before he made his decision to go to Wake Forest. And, he, I mean, he had good numbers there, too, with the Demon Deacon. So um, I think he'll be a contributor right away, like you said, Ro, with Mike Smith. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the only thing I can really say is, like, if Liver's left, that would be, like, the biggest thing. But we already know Franz is coming back. We know these guys are coming in. Um, and like you said, if they're ineligible for that first year, yeah. that, could, that could really screw us. I think a, a big problem that could come up, and it could come up at the beginning of the season and, and improve throughout, is going to be team chemistry, right? We've got a lot of guys that haven't played together. Um, like I just said, these new guys coming in. We do have a core, you know, obviously Livers and Franz and, and Austin Davis um, are going to be up there. Uh, you know, Eli, obviously. They've been they've all played. So we've got four out of five starters that um, – will have played together, but still there's going to be new guys. You know, Juwan has a deep roster, right? Like his, his rotation goes 10, 11 guys deep, uh, very different from beeline who had a seven man rotation. So it's very different. And um, without the team chemistry and, and especially the leadership, we've had Xavier Simpson for the last four years running the point. Right. And so it, it's going to be different with a new point guard, whether it's Eli, I know he's, uh, known to be kind of the smartest man on the floor at all times, but he's never been the guy that's actually running the point. He's always been the two guard or something like that. So um, we're going to have have to have Mike Smith step up with the leadership um, as a veteran guy. But I think type, team chemistry could come down, um, especially with Juwan being such a young coach. Uh, you just never know how that uh, can pan out for teams. Yeah, great point. I mean, a lot of transfer players can be huge. You know, you never know if everybody's going to mesh. And then quite literally, the changing of the guard um, is going to be a huge uh, potential impact on that team. And hopefully everything goes our way, right? And all things, if you're looking at the numbers, kind of like Jack was saying, point to a lot of these guys panning out positively. Um, but you did de definitely touch on some of the comparisons between Juwan and Jim Beeline. Uh, so B. Coop, I'm going to pass it back to you. Um, do you think Juwan Howard can be as successful as Beeline? Ooh, I mean, I think I think when people think about Beeline, obviously no championships. That's that's like the the main thing. I mean, obviously people, everyone thinks he was somewhat successful, but people say if Juwan wins a championship, he'd be more successful. But I mean, I don't know if I disagree with that. But I think just the fact that Beeline built the program from the ground up. I mean. Beeline, for as long as I've been watching basketball for, at Michigan, I mean, he, he's been the head coach. And, I mean, I, I, I don't remember before, but if you, if you just look, like the six years before Beeline came, no tournaments. It, it, I mean, the fact that he just built this program, I think, I think that's something that people often forget about. So if you consider um, winning a championship to be better than anything Beeline's done, then yes. But I think just always got to remember that Beeline built it from nothing. And that's why Juwan has a chance to be so successful. Yeah, I think uh, I know we're a little bit older. So basically, whatever happened before Beeline was pretty much like the Rich Rod, Brady Hoke era of Michigan basketball. Mm -hmm. And um, but you're right. Beeline built it from the ground up. Right. Like he, he took a program that was in shambles and he built them to the program that they are now. Um, but what for me, I think where Howard is going to make up where Beeline um, kind of not not so much lacked because he didn't have to, because he was such a great coach. 
Uh, I think Howard's going to recruit great players, and that'll make up for the fact that maybe. And I'm not saying Howard's not a, as not as great a coach as Beeline, but um, maybe he's not there yet. But with us bringing in all this talent, I think that'll help Howard along the way. And um, like you said, man, I think I think he has the opportunity to to uh, get a national championship, and that that would put him one step above Beeline. Yeah, I think that where as far as right now where Juwan Howard lacks is definitely the in-game coaching, right? Beeline was a mastermind on the on the floor, and Juwan Howard I think has struggled and shown, um, and and duly so because he's a first-year head coach, right? You know, he's not going to come in and be a vet and know everything. He's learning still, but um, that's where he's struggling right now. I do think I I agree with you, Ben. You know, if he comes out and wins a national title. I mean, that's yeah. what everyone's striving for, right? Like, that's it, you know. Um, but Beeline won plenty of Big Big Ten titles. And for me, uh, a better marker of success than just national titles is Final Fours, honestly, because March Madness is so hard to win. Anything can happen, right? Like, you you have to win seven games in a row to win the national title in March Madness. So Beeline getting those two Final Fours, um, and I think, you know, he was – Super close in 2014 and 15 as well. We were Elite Eight, you know, as well. Losing to Kentucky, Aaron Harrison on a last-second shot. You know, he's he's been very close to, to multiple Final Fours outside of those two. So it's going to take a lot for Juwan Howard to be successful, as successful as Beeline. I think he can get there. But what I, uh, what I think people don't realize is Beeline was here for 13 years, right? Like, it didn't seem like it, but Juwan, you know – He's already done some things in year one, but it's going to take some time. He's, you know, he's like you said, Ben, like Juwan's taking over for a, a program that is in a much different spot than when Beeline took over. So he could kind of, he got a, you know, head start almost, but still there, there's a lot to do, a um, lot to get to a final four. Um, and, and especially, you know, going from ninth in the big 10, like they were in 2019, you're going to have to improve that to be on the level of John Beeline year in and year out. Yeah, great point. Um, now, let me kind of push back a little bit or at least throw this question out to you guys. It sounds like Roe is saying in terms of how we measure our great coaches in terms of being as good or as successful as Beeline is how many Final Fours have they made or how can Juwan surpass Beeline is by winning a national championship. Do you guys agree with that? Do you think he can? That's all he needs to do. Not all, but that's what he needs to do to be as good or better than Beeline. Um, I mean, I, oh my bad. Go ahead, Ben. My bad. I think uh, to be. I don't know if like obviously winning the national championship. Um, it's it's so important, but I think I think in my eyes, I don't think that's enough. But I think overall, if you win a national championship versus someone who never did, you will be seen above him. But just the fact that Beeline. Um, was able to take these guys that were not that highly recruited out of high school and turn them into such such, such successful players and a such successful team. Um, yeah, I think I think just the only one like I don't know. I mean, just saying they won a national championship. There's a lot of variables that go into that. I assume like that year they would have been, won the Big Ten championship and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. Just the national championship would it be beeline? In my eyes, no. But I think in the public's eyes, it probably would. Yeah, and I, I mean that's. 100 percent and i think with um with Jawan, i think there's multiple things he can do that you know he can to get him to be able to surpass beeline but but that's the thing like what you said ben i mean 
Beeline and all his guys working with Camp Sanderson, developing these guys like Karis Levert, um, Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway, Stauskas, Iggy, like all these guys that they've worked with. Um, Spike. And, um, Spike. Spike Albrecht, <laughs> don't forget that 2013 title game. Um, and and, and if, if they left Spike in the game, I believe that they would have won and they would have beat Louisville. I know I know Spike's with Louisville now on the coaching staff. But anyway, get, get back to what I was talking about. Um, you know, Beeline was known for developing players that may not have been as highly recruited and being a great coach on the floor, like you said, bro, um, to get them as far as they needed to get to to get to the final fours. Um, I mean, I think if, if John Howard can regularly win Big Ten titles, I think that's a way he could possibly surpass um, Beeline. But but yeah, I mean, national championships always an easy, I mean, not easy, but, um, you know, if he wins one, that's an easy way to put him ahead of of beeline for sure. And, you know, one more thing I wanted to add there when you talked about, you know, getting guys into the NBA, you know, Juwan could be, you know, that is a measurement of success as well is how well do you get your guys to the next level? And beeline did an incredible job of taking, you know, Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson, D three player, right. To NBA all-star, like unbelievable three point contest contestant. I mean, ridiculous. But Juwan could be the same type of guy where they're going to be better recruits, but he could be just a funnel straight to the NBA, right? We might be getting one-year guys, two-year guys, one-and-dones that are going to the NBA. That's a level of success, too. And once you start doing that, and he's actually already started, it seems like, getting those types of recruits and and um, getting, you know, if, if he, at the end of next year, Franz Wagner and Isaiah Livers go to the NBA, like, these are that's going to show success to these recruits. That just it builds on that, and you start getting more and more successful as it goes. That's a great point, right? Uh, getting guys to the next level is a huge way to measure success on your team, right? And uh, I'm going to use that as a segue into our next question here, right? Uh, one of our guys who does a great job of that is Jim Harbaugh. You really can't argue with his numbers, right? Um, but Jim Harbaugh still gets ragged by the media all the time. So, B. Coop, I'm going to pass this question to you. Uh, Paul Feinbaum was doing his monthly talk smack about Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> um, is Paul Feinbaum correct that Harbaugh is overrated, or is that whole narrative media-driven? Um, the overrated, underrated questions, I think, I think people make them too simple. Like, I mean, if everyone calls Harbaugh overrated, can he be overrated? I mean, that's like, I think, I think in the mainstream media, People have the perception that like Michigan fans think he's the best uh, coach in like in all of college, but I don't I don't think he's really overrated considering how much hate he gets. Like when you're, I'd say arguably one of the most hated coaches in all of college football. How can you really be overrated in my eyes? But um, yeah, I mean obviously he hasn't won the Big Ten title, but I mean he's been do- he's done a lot with the program, and I mean am I satisfied with it? I think I speak for a lot of Michigan fans now, but. I mean, I think I think he's a very very good college coach, and I don't think he's overrated any bit. Man, we gotta have you on here more often, man. I love your take. <laughs> it's it's great. I'm I'm with you 100, percent man. I mean, when you look at it, I guess I would say, yes, it is media driven, but also you look at his contract and see what he's done, and then you also look at oh shit, we have Ohio State at the end of every season that basically just directs whatever's gonna happen for our entire for our, for our narrative for the entire season. If we lose to Ohio State, 
you know, then it just it goes from possible playoff berth to another bowl game. Maybe it be in six, maybe it be, you know, the Outback Bowl or whatever it is. Um, I mean, it, it's tough when you're when you're playing a juggernaut like that at the end of the season. I know we've said that in like a million episodes. Um, but yeah, it sucks that the media is kind of directing that narrative that way. And Michigan fans, we're all passionate, and we, I mean, we'll jump on that shit right away. And uh, you know. It kind of sucks. I love Harbaugh. I wouldn't want to see anybody else there right now. Um, so I would say no. I don't know. I don't really have an answer. Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> um, I, I think it's it's a tough question, right? Because like Ben said, it's not just yes or no, right? It's not people make it too simple. Oh, yeah, he's overrated because he hasn't done anything. Well, he. I think he was, compared to what we thought he was going to be coming in here, Yes, he he has been overrated, right? He was overrated coming into uh, Michigan. But now in the year 2020, people realize what he is. So, no, he's not overrated now because the media drives that thing, uh, you know, that narrative every year saying, yes, Jim Harbaugh should win the Big Ten. He should win a national title. But guess what? Ohio State's pretty damn good, right? So it's a, it's not that easy to say. Yes, he ha- he should have won multiple times before. So maybe that makes him a little bit overrated, but it doesn't help. I think, you know, I think there are a good amount of realistic. There's definitely some Michigan fans that say, yes, Jim Harbaugh's still the greatest coach in the country. But I think at, at this point, there are a lot of realistic Michigan fans that say, no, I don't think he, you know, he's a good coach, not great coach, right? And so we are realistic, but then the media gets out there and says, oh, it's Jim Harbaugh, and they can get clicks from his name and views and all this stuff. So they want to say, yeah, Jim Harbaugh should win a Big Ten title, should win a national title, and then everyone will look at that and say, oh, they said he should, but he didn't. Well, why is, you know, okay, yeah, he's overrated. All right, well, we aren't saying that. The media is, but they're starting the narrative from the beginning. So it's like, you know, it, I don't know how to, how to handle that as a Michigan fan because it's like we're just as frustrated with him as he's probably frustrated with himself, you know, so. No, yeah, I mean, those are all great answers, right? Uh, I mean, Jim Harbaugh catches a lot of flack from the media, but a lot of that flack that he catches is rightfully deserved because he can't beat the team at the end of the season and we haven't won a Big Ten championship. So, but I it, also think... I was. I just wanted to add too, like, okay, why? I know Feinbaum loves to talk about Harbaugh because everyone gets, everyone clicks, right? Everyone views it. Okay, James Franklin has done nearly the exact same thing as Harbaugh with one. I don't want to say fluke Big Ten title, but oh. they literally blocked a kick, like the most crazy play of all time, outside of trouble with the snap. Like James Franklin's done the exact same thing, and nobody talks about how. He, you know, had is overrated. Why isn't he in the same discussion? They actually talk about how great he is. <laughs> right? Right? Ben, did you have something else to say on that? Um, I just think um Michigan is just like in a such a big stage. Like obviously Penn State is still Big Ten, but Michigan is just a whole nother level. And yeah, I think I think one coach is in the biggest stage and hasn't hasn't had the success that his contract may may People may have expected by how much he gets paid. And James Franklin, I mean, I saw a poll. I, I know it got a lot of criticism, but it said that James Franklin is the best coach in the Big Ten. And I, I, I don't know how anyone could actually think that. That's, that. It wasn't a Penn State account either. 
I don't know how anyone could reasonably believe that. Wow. I'd say top three, but best? Yeah. No. Even top three, I would (laughs) go against. You scratch your head, yeah. I mean, PJ Flex up there, Ryan Day's up there. I mean, there's there's a lot of good coaches up there, you know, that – that's a that's a wild take but i i think even outside of the big 10 like you go down to you know sec or acc like sec nobody's talking about auburn's coach no you know they're in the same same boat i think as us where alabama's a juggernaut you know like it, it just seems like it always comes back to jim harbaugh for some reason when there are so many other coaches in the entire country that deserve more criticism than he does yeah, if you're going to go down south, I would equate Michigan more to like, in only in terms of beating their rival to like Georgia, right? Right. Georgia right. hasn't beat Alabama in I don't know how many years, to be honest. Like, the last truly competitive game I remember was what? Was the Jalen Hurts game. They put Jalen in and then they got beat. And then uh, Aaron Murray, right? They were going down and they ran out of time. But, uh, Anyways, one reason I think that Harbaugh has missed out uh, on a potential win against Ohio State is our misses on five-star recruits, right? I mean, we've just missed on, I think the kid's name was Zach Harrison. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, defensive end. We just yeah. missed on Nazi Harris. Al Washington both went to Ohio State, and I feel like he kind of followed him there, right? Like Exactly, right? So, I mean, we've just missed on some really high-end recruits. Uh, so I'm going to segue that into our next question. If you could be a five-star recruit at any position, what would it be? Um, I'm a, uh, um, that's a tough one. I, I'm not going to say quarterback because I feel like that's the common answer. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say corner. I feel like that'd be that'd be really dope. Um, you're not you're not like I know these offensive linemen. They're they're being told to eat like five thousand calories a day. Defensive linemen. It's it's getting rough um, for them. Um, you're, I bet conditioning is a lot easier when you're, you're of that size. Um, injuries, obviously, football is very dangerous, but corner, one of the one of the better spots, I'd say. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I feel like cornerback is an underrated position. Man, Interesting. I, I know I, I know I commented on it, and I was like, put me a QB. Like, <laughs> on our post, or on Wednesday, I'm like, put me a QB, four verticals all day. Let me air it out. I'm trying to get a thousand yards every game and win that high. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're going Joe Milton just like showing off the arm, you know. If you I bring had Joe in... Milton's arm, we better be running four verticals every. You'd <laughs> have that Jameis stat line with the four TDs, four interceptions. <laughs> exactly. As long as they win a title like they did in 2013, I'm good with it. <laughs> I, you know, I'm gonna go against what you said, Ben. I'm gonna say, give me. I want to be an old lineman. Listen, they're going to treat me like a king because, you know, everyone knows, you know, that the, the skill players are like the, you know, la-di-da. They, they, they get all the treatment, but really who these teams need are the big boys up front. And what are they going to do? If I'm a big boy, they're going to put a whole spread in front of me of whatever buffet I want, filet, <laughs> lobster, anything yeah. I want, right? Ooh. And I can just sit there. And just mow down, and that's all I need, baby. Bring me, and, and then the, they'll bring me to a bar at night. Probably put some beer in front of me. I just sit in the booth the whole time. Yeah. You know, girls come over to the booth. It's like you know, you get treated. You get treated great. Right 
Not, <laughs> that, not that anybody would ever, to an 18-year-old recruit, bring him to the bar. That's never happened, I think, in yeah, the probably never. recruiting. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that just reminds me of when I was a kid. I loved to go to Ponderosa Buffet. Do you guys remember this at all? I loved to go there, and I would just get a big old plate full of, frick, uh, what was it, fried chicken drumsticks, and I oh. would just go to town. <laughs> Like I, I like I like why you picked an O lineman. That is like how that appeals to me. Yeah, Ro, you know you don't need to be an O lineman to do that. You can just <laughs> do that. <laughs> the fat kid in me just came out. Like I've wanted to be an offensive tackle my whole life. Where just like nobody judges me for my body. The fatter I get, the better. Like that's all I really want in life. <laughs> oh, Dude, I say I say put me. Uh, put me in the secondary, right? Line me up at safety. I'm trying to cover some ground, show off the speed, light somebody up who's not looking, right? Dax Hill? Yeah, maybe just put me in some sort of blitz package, and then I get some sacks, some INTs. I can change the game from secondary, man. I'm telling you. And the pressure's way off there compared to a, an offensive running back or a quarterback. Like The pressure's off unless you get burned by K.J. Hill <laughs> yeah. and K.J. Hamler, like, 20 yeah. times but if you don't do that then you don't have much pressure on it <laughs> easy uh, another one dude i think i think a punter i was thinking about that because i'm pretty <laughs> sure the special teams i'm pretty sure they they run with the o-line and, and d-line so like i would just be i don't know it'd be so easy i would just be i don't know i don't even know what they do at practice just punt all day i don't even know like how the weight room works for them and all that but <laughs> I, I probably should uh, it might it's probably harder than it seems but i feel like punters you know it's unlike kicker you don't get that much hate and yeah i think i think it'd be pretty easy just chill on the bench the whole game come in and then sit back down you could always go like blue mountain state right and just be like backup qb (laughs) i was literally about to say ben i don't know if you've seen blue mountain state but like their special teams like they just the dudes just like party i mean that's great you know yeah i mean you're you're definitely right about the conditioning too. They get like they run with the slowest group in yeah. conditioning too. They don't have to go with the the you know the fast times that the receivers and the DBs have. That's great stuff. Well, maybe we can make a team of our own and all try yeah. out for Harbaugh or something, right? Perfect. We're all in great shape after quarantine, so yeah. <laughs> we'll just have some beers on the sideline and a cup of water for Ben. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Not tonight. Not like those recruits. I'm not trying to underage, you know? Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> That's right, allegedly. So... Allegedly. They yeah. would never do that, right? <laughs> allegedly, yeah. yeah I, I doubt Matt Leinart actually passed out at Rick's, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same way. I mean, Rick Patino didn't have strippers for his uh, recruits at Louisville either. So it's all allegedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So I'm going to try to blend some of the sports, right? We talked about basketball. Now we talked about football. Um, so some recent news is USC has ended its disassociation with Reggie Bush. I think that was 10. It's just the 10-year mark, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 15-year mark, I think. Yeah, that was 05, right? But I think they disassociated oh. with him in 2010. Oh, okay, yes. yeah. Because yep. the allegations okay. came out at that point. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but that does lead to a good question, right? Uh, Michigan basketball, they took down the Fab Five banners for uh, some of the allegations against them. Um, So should we hang up the Fab Five banners now that they've set this precedent? For me, 
as many banners and Chrysler as we can get, I'm taking it. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I wasn't alive back then, obviously, but I think more intimidation factor for opposing teams, more banners, just looks better in general. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for it. Ben, I'm with you. Honestly, me, I'm not a fan of the NCAA and, like, why they don't allow players to get played and blah dee da yeah. and whatever. More banners, the better. It looks better in Chrysler. Um, I mean, they were such a talented team and just such a special team in what they did for basketball. I mean, what they did for basketball as a whole, college, NBA, everything. They changed the culture, man, um, and that should be respected, and they should be recognized for that. And I say put the banners back up. Love to see it. I mean, I think the rule should be is if you have a 30 for 30 done about you, you should be able to put your banners up. Right. They literally, like you just said, they changed the game of basketball for a lot of people. And and it was they're iconic, man. Put them back up. And they still now, especially because you have one of the members as your head coach. So you you can't say it's it's a weird thing to not recognize that team. But one of the members is on your sideline leading your team. And, you know, you have. Jalen Rhodes comes back all the time. Jimmy King is on the sidelines for every single game, help uh, cheering on Juwan Howard. I really think that what's going to happen is Juwan's been having these conversations with Chris Weiber behind the scenes somewhere, and as soon as he can say and can can convince Chris to come back, then they're going to have some big, you know, maybe it's the 25th anniversary, or maybe it's, the, I don't know, 20th anniversary, whatever you want to say. Um, they'll make it a big deal, and Chris will come back. They'll have a coming home party now that Juwan's here. I think that'd be sweet. I think I agree with Ben. The more banners for recruits to come in and look up at, the better. The better it looks in Chrysler. They, I mean, they are a huge part of Michigan basketball tradition. So to just kind of not have them be there is is sad to me. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Put them up. I want to see more banners. As many banners as we got. Let's put them all up there. I yeah. don't care. <laughs> Start in the Sweet 16 banners. Might as well. Put them exactly. all up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, okay. Well, that's all the questions we had prepared um, I've, in terms of sports. Uh, ben, do you want to maybe chat about your podcast a little bit? Um. Yeah. My podcast, we just started off. Um, well, not really just, but we started off during quarantine. A lot of extra time, obviously, as everyone has. And yeah, we're just having fun on it, um, talking sports. A lot of a lot of non-sports these days. Honestly, we do our top three every week, which is just non-sports related. And that's 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 like goes thirty minutes these days because there's just not that much sports to talk about. <laughs> what um, was the what was the last top three you guys did on your last uh, podcast? Oh, um, I think it was top three candy, but I actually that was the first podcast. That was our episode ten, first one I'd ever missed. I just couldn't go because uh, oh. I, I, I had some plans, but one before that. Ooh, what was it? I think it was top three pizzas, like pizza fast food chains, and that that was a good one. Um, I, I yeah. listened to the the top three office characters one. That that was a good one. You guys went. <laughs> that might have been the whole episode, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> the office deserves it though, and and you guys had some good good uh, answers because not everybody went with Michael or Dwight or Jim. You guys went with some off the wall characters, which was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I think everyone else on the show has seen The Office. I've never seen The Office. What? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I got roasted a lot. Yes. 
Have you not seen I'm it? With you. I'm with you. Dude, Roe is outnumbered right now. I've seen an episode I'm, here and there. You're the only I want to watch it, but yeah. I, I'm just, I'm more of like an always sunny in Philadelphia guy. You know, I like good comedy, so I don't put myself yeah. Whoa, that. whoa, like, whoa. Like, I'm, you're telling me I'm the only one on this whole podcast right now that's seen The Office. I mean, I've seen an episode, yeah. but I didn't keep watching. It says a lot about you. It yeah. really does. <laughs> this, I'm going to hang up. This is, I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I thought I, was, I thought I was friends with, you know, some good people here, some funny people. <laughs> now, th- you know what? This makes sense why I've been carrying the podcast <laughs> on my back, <laughs> adding in the humor here. You got just dragging you guys along. <laughs> My bad. I'm tearing you guys apart. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I love it. I love it. All of a sudden, like, next week comes about. Ben's like, hey, where's the Blue by 90 podcast? <laughs> oh, they dismembered. They broke up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'll, I will give it a shot. But, you know, like I said, I like good comedy. If you haven't. Bro, if you haven't seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia, please watch that. That Come is on. the best show of all time. I I am a big Always Sunny fan as well. Um, big Parks and Rec. I mean, all of them. I, I've I've seen most of them. If I didn't see them before quarantine, I've seen them in quarantine. So I also watched. Have you ever watched Community? I know no, you went to Community High, but no, I've not watched it. I've heard great things. Community yeah, is very funny. I just started that in quarantine. It's it's different humor. It's almost like stupid funny, um, which most of these things that we're talking about are stupid funny. But um, it, it is pretty good. I I, I really enjoyed it. And um, Ben, I, didn't, I know we didn't have this question prepared, but I'm I'm interested. What's the uh, what's the best show or like new movie or anything? What what have you watched over quarantine that you really liked? Ooh, um. Ooh, that is a, that is a tough one. I recently got Hulu. I watched uh, Friday Night Lights. Very good, very good. I mean, yeah, the show or the movie? Uh, the show. I have not seen the movie. Oh, the show wait, wait. is fantastic. Right now? What? That's on Hulu right now. Uh, I believe. I mean, I watched it on Hulu. It might have been taken down, oh. but I'm pretty yeah. sure the show. It might. I've seen it, but other people see it. So, all right, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I, hopefully, it's still there. But um, another one I rewatched American Vandal. I don't know if any of you have seen it on Netflix. So um, funny. It's so, so funny. funny. Yeah, I don't know. Season one and season. I I hope they bring it back for season three. But um, yeah, both so good. Yeah, those What's, are the two. Uh, main ones um, so what's next for you? Are you are you headed off to school? If they have school next year, where where are you going, or what 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 are your plans? Ooh, um, well, I'm I'm only a junior, so I'm going hopefully back to community. But it's so weird. Like oh, I I haven't taken the SAT. Like all you you have like junior meetings all junior year to prepare for college. Just didn't have any of those. So wow. there's a lot up in the air. But um, hopefully, a year from now, I'll be getting ready to go to University of Michigan. That's the best of the dream. <laughs> First, I got to actually take the standardized test, but you know, that's <laughs> well, we're, we're rooting for you. Thank you. That's I appreciate for sure. It. That's for sure. Well, I guess, I think we had one. We had one question left, right? Um, I don't think we asked this. If we did. Please cut me off. Um, but I guess what what has been your favorite moment on Twitter? Ooh. Oh yeah. Um, it's t- I'm actually not that um, like I've only been on Twitter since quarantine really. I always had it, but I never really like I don't know. I had like six followers before then. I just pretty much got my news on there. But um, now that I've I don't know, I've been a little more active, 
I uh, talked to a lot of the mission guys. And yeah, there's just a group chat that they're not really active anymore, but Hunter Dickinson and Terrence Williams like kept on coming in. And like, just they were just like somewhat, obviously they're, they're, they're busy, but like they would just come in and say like funny stuff. And it was just really cool to like see them. Like, I don't know. And they made one comment. Um, I was talking about this like one girl from a show. Um, it was like, it's like, like high school musical, the show or something like that. It was like a joke. And they, he, he, I was like, realistically, Hunter, what's my chances with this girl? And he said, like, um, he said, absolutely none. There's no chance. <laughs> yeah. And I, I played Marvin's room that whole night and it, it was a sad <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay. Well, you guys have any more questions? I'm I'm kind of out of questions. You guys got any more? I was I was going to say, Ro, did we uh, did we prepare Ben for uh, zero to ninety? Oh no, we didn't. Oh, but he, you're a listener of the pod. I am right? a listener. You're it's, you're how many seconds again? How many seconds again? Uh, how many seconds is it again? Thirty. 30. Oh, all right. I'll go. I'll go last, but I can think of something real quick. Okay. Okay. I went first last time, so can we put Row on it? Because I I did not come prepared as well. All right, Row. We'll put you on the spot. All right. All right. That's fine. <laughs> Are you ready? Always ready. Great. Okay. Your zero to ninety starts now. All right, so Elvis Gerbach has held the season record for TD passes in a uh, in a season at Michigan for 30 years. One of the two quarterbacks is going to break that record this year. I'm hoping we're playing 12 games because if not, that's going to be really tough. <laughs> but I do think with Gaddis's offense, we that TD pass record is going to be broken by either McCaffrey or Milton. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't. I don't think it's getting broken by Joe Milton, but that's that's another <laughs> oh, story. Oh, let's go! <laughs> let's go. I don't know. He knows. He knows comment, man. I don't know if we can have you on here anymore. Dude, I'm Team McCaffrey. I don't know. I mean, I hope. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, whoever starts does well. But yeah, I'm Team Team McCaffrey all day. Team McCaffrey. Jack liked you so much, and now he's just. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. <laughs> Broke my heart. <laughs> we are we're Team well, McCaffrey. I'm, I'm Team McCaffrey unless Joe Milton wants to come on the pod. Then I'll be D- Team Milton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> easy flip. Yeah. Oh, easiest flip of all time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jack. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, your zero to ninety starts now. All right. So I think, I know we talked about this earlier, but I think Harbaugh flips the narrative this year. He has two quarterbacks that he has recruited and brought in to be the quarterback at the University of Michigan. And I think whoever it is, Joe Milton, they will succeed and make Michigan back on top again. Okay. Michigan is back? Michigan's back? Texas is back. No, Michigan is back. Not like Texas is back. The bowl game. But we'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be. It'll be. I think it'll be a way more competitive game with Ohio State than a lot of people think. East, and and St. Cloud, I think it'll be competitive. I do. Hopefully, I feel yeah, like I, I could roll the tape back, and you said the same thing last year. <laughs> <laughs> In the year before, I probably. Did. I probably In did. the year before. Yeah. 
I, I mean, every year. I'm a Michigan fan. What do you expect from me? No, I appreciate the optimism. <laughs> every year is our year. We're back yeah. every year. It's, I mean, it's between us, Texas, and USC, but we're back every <laughs> single year, obviously. All right, do we go Kalen? Do we go Kalen and then Ben? Go for Kalen. Go for Kalen. All right, well, you got your time. I'll let, I'll let you start it off. All right, I'll time it for him. Kalen kept trying to get off, like, with, you know, not doing this. And, and we just put the stomp on that real we, quick. Yeah, we, we just let him, honestly. We didn't even think about it. It's unbelievable <laughs> that we just allowed that to happen. For I managed dude, to get away. Your, your take last week was the best one of all time. Bring Migos <laughs> on the field. For sure. Migos. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, a lot of people tell me I sound just like the Migos a lot. So uh, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they also slept in a race car bed too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you guys remind me of the Migos. Like I don't know, Jack kind of kind of Quavo vibes. Kalen hey! Offset and Row takeoff. I'd say I don't know. Takeoff just happy. <laughs> Takeoff just sits in the back doing the ad libs the whole time, right? Like he doesn't even say anything. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> no actual input here. Love it. Yeah. Just All right, right, here we go. Kalen, your zero to ninety starts now. Okay, make the big house loud again, part two. We still need to make the big house loud. Yes, Migos is on the field, but now we need the crowd to be on their feet. So we're going to give everybody vuvuzelas. You remember from the African uh, Olympics? And you just stand there and you just tweet it out and make a bunch of noise. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Volume you... one, volume two, volume three. Every week, Kim's gonna have a new idea. <laughs> Beautiful. What do you think a Migo song with Vuvuzela is going to sound like? <laughs> it would sound off. I feel like garbage. I feel like it sounds the exact same. I don't know. <laughs> oh gosh. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. The- you know, I didn't think that far. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I literally okay. thought of that before you said your zero to ninety starts now. So. <laughs> You get that what you incredible. get. That was amazing. I mean, we're going to have to try and do like a, we'll uh, dub in some Vuvuzelas <laughs> to an Amigo song, see how it sounds. Maybe that'll be our outro song tonight. <laughs> Let's try it. Let's try it if we can. <laughs> oh, man. that oof, That's rough. Anyways, uh, B Coop, hopefully you have a better take than I do. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to follow up, but I'll try my best. <laughs> All right. Your zero to 90 starts now. All right. I think Don Brown, simple, try not to be negative, but I think he has to go. I think he should have already been fired, but I think he's falsely, because of his energy, people think he's better than he is. And I think the better, the sooner he's gone, the better. Wow. Lame and hot take. I I do like what you said about his energy because I love his energy. That's what gets me hyped up. That's what keeps me interested. Wow. All right, um, dude. Who, I just who would you who would you have instead? Do you have like a backup in mind? Who like I mean, come in? I don't know. I just don't. I. It's not even like okay. I honestly know that's always the common question. But I mean, um, I just think his schemes don't work um, against the top tier opponents. Like his stats don't look that bad 
when you because because he dominates these uh, smaller programs. But if you just look strictly at like the ones against top fifteen teams, I mean, the, you, we don't win them, but um, the numbers speak for themselves. And yeah, I think I think a change probably needs to be made, and I think it should have already happened. I mean, yeah, we can look back at the last two Ohio State games. I mean, pretty glaring numbers there. Yeah, that's, and, that's not a bad take, honestly. Yeah. But uh, I'll still fight with you just because I would run through a brick wall for Don Brown. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I was trying not to be negative, but, um, yeah, I feel like it's got, I had to, only 30 seconds to say what I had to say, so I had <laughs> to be pretty direct. So I started, started to Don Brown if you're listening. <laughs> he, is a, he is a weekly <laughs> listener he's definitely a weekly listener i'm pretty sure this is where he got his strategy for ohio state last year oh yeah that's why we got that's smoked. why we lost <laughs> <laughs> all right ben uh thanks for coming on do you have anything you want to plug Oh, um, I have a Twitter. I probably wouldn't even follow that. It's pretty bad, but um, <laughs> to be completely honest, I have pretty pretty dumb tweets. But um, my my good friend, our editor for the podcast, Quentin Cole, he's got a YouTube, got a Twitter. I would, I would follow him. He's much better followed than I am. So yeah, go check him out. Um, thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for having me on again. It was really fun. Yeah, and where can we find the uh, Mason Blue Corner podcast? Ooh, um. We have a Twitter account. I, I think it's Maze and Blue Pl- Maze and Blue Pod. That may be wrong, um, but also Wolverine. It's a four dudes. U of M, UM versus everyone, I believe, is their at and Wolverine Corner. So, okay. uh, yeah, they always tweet it out whenever I also do. But um, yeah, you can definitely go find it there. For sure. Yeah, check them out. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Um, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Blue by 90 and on YouTube at Blue by 90 podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed and thanks and go blue. Go blue. Yeah, go blue. blue. Whoa. Hello. Hold your phone. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. You. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Woo. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Talk it. Walk it like I talk it. Hey. Walk it like I talk it. Walk it. Walk it like I talk it. Yeah. Take my shoes and walk a mile. Something that you can't do. Hey. Big tops of the town. Big boy gang moves. Gang moves. I like to walk around with my chain loose. Chain. Chain. She just bought a new. But got the same booze. Same booze. Whipping up dope scientists. Whip it up, whip it up, cook it up, cook it up. That's my sauce where you find it. That's my sauce when you look it up.